What is a smart factory? What do you understand from it? Which technological requirements and prerequisites does the Mittelstand have to have? This episode is a very interesting one. It's called Smart Factory for Mittelstand. And my guest will be Stefan Wolf. And we will talk about what Smart Factory is, the technological and technical prerequisites, as well as how it combines to digital transformation and use cases for Mittelstand. Stefan is an expert for Industry 4.0 and Smart Factory, as well as Digital Excellence. He has the website called Digital Liberation and improving and digitalizing the factories is the highlights of Stefan's career, as well as he has more than 15 years in the industry. Hi, my name is Jan, and I am the founder of 360 Digital Transformation, where we help Mittelstand to optimize, digitalize, and automate their business processes. Without any further ado. Hello, Stefan. Welcome. Yeah, thanks, Jan. Thanks for the invite. Happy to be here. Let's go. Yes, thank you for your time in this Saturday. And as you said, let's go. Can you please introduce yourself? My name is uh, Stefan Wolf, and um, I work as a freelancer in uh, uh, smart factory, digital excellence, and digital fitness topics. I do serve medium sized economies, also bigger ones, depends on the interest of the customer. Uh, you will find more information on digitalliberation.com or digitalebefreiung.de, both with a hyphen or minus in between. Yes, um, actually, it sounds very bold and brave, uh, the, the title you have chosen, Digital Liberation. And I would like to uh, ask you more about this. Uh, what do you mean by digital liberation? Yeah, of course, there's some ambiguity in that title. That's a purpose, of course, but... Uh, I think I've seen so many misconceptions about digital transformation, about art. Also, like we, we all know these movies, you know, Matrix and uh, Terminator and all that. And they tend to show us a digital world, which is not good for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so it's more on the utopia side, the, the idea of digital liberation. We, and in my opinion, and I think that's important also to spread this message. Um, we should use all this digital transformation to free us humans from certain tasks, from certain uh, activities which a machine can do better. So we have more time for the activities which we can do better, like planning innovation, creating future, uh, working on ideas together. Uh, I mean, humans are strong in communication and also in creativity. But what we are doing in our normal work is stuff like copying data in Excel, you know, and we should free ourselves from these type of activities. And that's the idea behind digital liberation, basically, if I put it kind of short. Yeah, actually, you couldn't express my feelings better. Thank you for that, because I personally believe and our company's uh, vision is to provide meaningful work for humans mm -hmm. and all the errands, all the unnecessary or all the boring work, as you yes. said, copying from one Excel and pasting to the legacy software or vice versa mm -hmm. by mm -hmm. automation. So thank you for that. And welcome. 
it makes me happy to hear from uh, somebody else that uh, my, my feelings and my thoughts are being, uh, let's say, preached by uh, other people. Uh, thank you for that. Um, but let's uh, go back to uh, Smart Factory, because when it comes to digital transformation, we can talk hours and hours. But today's episode is more about uh, Smart Factory. Therefore, I would like to take it to uh, Smart Factory topic. and. Can you please help us to understand what exactly is a smart factory? Well, in my opinion, uh, you need to be able to set up a sort of communication in between your machines, your material, your products, and your IT networks. I mean, that's basically, oh, I cannot show it right at the, the arrow uh, behind me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to set up this, kind of communication in the IoT sense. It does not have to be a full communication with every single data set or something, but they should be in contact to let you know what is truly happening right now. And if you know that, you have the ability to react better because you know right away. You know, if you're running out of material on a certain workplace, you know if there's a problem on another workplace, you uh, find out about the status of your machines or mm -hmm. also your workers if they're running a full performance day or if they're encountering problems. Uh, by this kind of digital communication, you will, well, let's say, by bringing these, these, all these elements in touch, you will be able to run a smooth process a more efficient process and also your machines will provide higher OEE in the end. That's the idea just to, to improve your processes with more communication, with more touch of material IT and machines. You know, I'm not talking about industrial automation. That's one of the main misconceptions I always encounter. People think about, okay, uh, industry for all smart factory is just uh, going forward with industrial automation and running uh, dark line factories or something like that. Yeah, uh, it's about digital communication in between things. It's industrial IoT. It's not more automation. That's one of the main misconceptions. I've, I mean, I've heard and seen so much. It doesn't depend what kind of company it is. It can be really big or really small. They think, oh, this is more about automation. And that's, I think that's one of the main messages here. Smart factory is about digital communication in between things, people and machines and IT networks, not about automation. Yeah. So can we say automation is just a tiny part of the smart factory? Yes, but it's more an automation on the data level, not on the machine level. Okay. So we automate the data transfer from, let's say, CNC machines to warehouse, from warehouse to logistics, from logistics to maybe to uh, our shop floor and uh, production department. Yes, and also, also from shop floor to engineering, from engineering to quality and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So between actually all the functioning levels of the factory. Yes, because of course you're, you're collecting data. If you set up this sort of communication in between all these assets, you're collecting more data. You should run measures that everyone in the company can benefit from this set of data. That's why you have to link all the functions in the end as well. Yes, yes. And a, a factory is a sum of 
many, many, many small units. At the end, they should work together in harmony to produce the best efficiency. So yeah. uh, that makes sense. And thank you for this uh, good summary, uh, comprehensive summary about what a smart factory is. Honestly, can I add one more thing? Because yeah, I think please, this is important as well. Another misconception. That's, that's what I want to put out here. I mean, you've been hearing about companies who have been thinking uh, digital transformation is an IT project. <laughs> Obviously, that's a mistake. Huh? But now you also hear companies thinking smart factory is an operations project. That's also a mistake. It's a digital transformation project as well and has to be conducted on a strategic level it has to be conducted uh, on a cooperation level in between functions and not in operations or manufacturing. Yes, yes, I definitely understand mm. you. And uh, I would love to dig into that. But before, as I am also interested in the technological prerequisites, mm -hmm. so what are the technological prerequisites, definite, especially for Mittelstand to apply a smart factory? Especially for Mittelstand, I think they should be looking into low power vans such as LoRa or also like narrowband IoT solutions to be able to start fast. If you want to run the full show, you will need uh, so many things in hardware and software that you kind of have to prepare a lot of things before you can start. But if you are using sensors which are not linked to your PLCs, and that's the important point here, free flying sensors, you can start fast. And also you, you don't have all the uh, cybersecurity issues because your machine does not go online yeah, yeah, by yeah. using sensors which are not linked. I, can, I have to emphasize that, which are not linked to your PLC. It's a free flying sensor reporting directly to the cloud. Mm -hmm. But this sensor will show you my machine is running or not, for example. Yeah. Or it will show you the process is in uh, the corridor I, I expect or not. And it will also show you uh, some things about the status of your machines. I mean, if, if they need maintenance or not. And um, that's an option to start fast. And, and you will have to use IO link sensors, of course. I mean, that is speeding up things because they know themselves, basically. <laughs> you just have to connect. And um, yeah, and you can think about using LoRa or other type of low power wide area networks to speed that up. But the most simple thing is going with uh, existing infrastructure, for example, on narrow band IoT or something. Because yeah. that you can, it, it's a free, it's not a free service, but it's a service which can be used by everyone. I mean, they're using the old, cell networks, uh, 2G, 3G for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so to summarize what you have said is Mittelstand doesn't necessarily need to think of uh, integrating every single production machine on a machine level with the producers and so on, but can install free uh, running uh, sensors, so external sensors that also does the almost the same functionality, but provides a fast implication, a cheaper implication, as well as quick start to the smart factory project. Yes. Yes. And, and you have mentioned something very interesting about security. I just wanted to 
comment a little bit because what we see with these uh, machine productions is their technical infrastructure is so old that the security uh, vulnerabilities are endless. And yes. we still see Windows XP machines, Windows 7 machines. And uh, it's so difficult to change because the producer of the CNC machine, for example, doesn't care about that. So very important point. I just uh, if you want to bring such an old uh, machine online, you might have to use two or three gateways and firewalls and uh, cybersecurity experts and uh, encryption and, and and you need to run the full program to be on a safe side if we can even say safe side yeah but um with the sensor approach you don't have that the only thing which can be hacked is your sensor signal if your sensor is sending like 40 degrees celsius to the cloud and somebody is hacking that it's not harming you not at all yeah? and that's one of the major differences here which enables you to start fast yeah. yeah, and I believe the fast starting for also digital transformation projects. So we always say, go grasp the low hanging fruit, create quick IRIs that will motivate your employees. Also the uh, management level Same applies to smart factory as far as I understood. And uh, that's great to hear because nobody wants to hear a project will last three years and nobody knows at the end what will they bring but as, as you said you can start quick and for example in a couple of months can we say a couple of months we can see the results we can even say dates okay <laughs> <laughs> no really I, I mean i've been running like kaizen type of events running like two or three days uh, where you really uh, place these sensors and you will have them online normally on the second day. Uh, and then you're using the third day to, to like teach uh, alarms and things like that and rules and, and implement all that, what you need uh, uh, to, to work with these sensor signals. And, and then you might be using some uh, simple RPA uh, mini bot uh, to work with that email. I mean, the sensor might be sending an email in, in this kind of quick setup, but mm -hmm. uh, if you are sending these emails always to the same user, you are able to work uh, with that email in a little bot if, if, to, to transfer the information to maintenance or wherever you want to have it. Yeah. And you can set up that within days. Yes, actually, given the fact that Microsoft Power Automate is free right now, uh, or even the MacBooks uh, automator can yeah. send automated emails. Uh, so it's not yes. like five years ago that you need to program bots to yes. do these uh, recurring tasks. Uh, right now, as you said, it's quite convenient and easy and, and almost uh, free of charge yeah. <laughs> to do this. And it's great to hear in a couple of days uh, of course, depending on the company size, uh, but even matter of days, weeks are possible instead of years, because I am sure if we had talked about this a couple of years ago, with big consultants, they would say, yeah, we need one year, two years, and great to you do know what, What's always the longest part in that uh, workshop approach, it's procurement. 
I mean, they have the decision what to buy. I mean, you don't need a lot of money. You, you might be okay with a thousand euros or 2000 euros. That's, that's enough. Uh, but to get the decision we are buying, that, that's maybe a couple of weeks or it depends on the company if it's getting bigger a couple of months. <laughs> but uh, doing it is just a matter of days. Yeah, and a couple of thousand euros are peanuts uh, in this case, Indeed. because I believe that German Mittelstand is very strong when it comes to research and development, mm -hmm. production technologies. They are uh, like, like the world's uh, one of the best uh, countries when it comes to infrastructure. And if you want to buy a high quality CNC machine, yes then these one or two thousand or ten thousand euros even is peanuts mm -hmm. so it's, it's a very 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 uh, not significant amount of money so to say yes uh, and uh, in this in this regard how do you exactly help uh Mittelstand? um normally i start with a better understanding of what's in it for us uh, I think that's important. You need an individual approach uh, for your smart factory as a single solution for your company. Um, I normally, I explain a lot what I mean with a transparent factory. I mean, that's a factory where you can uh, always know what is happening right now. That's the important thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you, you're working on an, on an ability to be able to compare your planned performance with your current performance. And that's the important point here. If you are able to do that, you can always react faster. You can make better decisions. You, you, you don't find out 23 hours later in your next shop floor round or whatever. Uh, you know right away. With that ability to compare current and planned performance, you also gain the ability to go paperless right away because you, you have the ability to put the information on the spot where you need it. Because when you know what is happening where, you will also be able to place the right set of information exactly on the spot. And that is, a, a, you can do that with sensors. And people need to understand first what a transparent factory is to see the benefits. And then you, you're going, and that's the, 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 let's say the most common track. After this kind of uh, training, you go into this idea of, of sensor workshops or also maybe uh, there's some more modern machines also included in the factory Then you will have to look into industry standards such as MQTT or OPC UA. If, if it's already there on that machine, you can implement uh, quickly. But on the other hand, um, I often also find that most companies do not know that all these software elements, that there is industry standards for that now. And also that there's open source for that now. I mean, your manufacturing execution system, I mean, everybody tells me in small companies, that's way too expensive. We cannot afford that. And then I say, hey, have you looked into open source solutions? What, open source, MES? Huh? They don't know about that. That's why training in my uh, experience 
to start the process is so important. Yeah. Yeah. It's important to know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. We see the same with ERP systems. Mm -hmm. Because of some brands, there is a perception that ERP is so expensive. Yes. <laughs> As you said, there's open source solutions. And also there are low-code solutions that you can yes. do everything in a matter of weeks, months. Yes. And with the maybe 10% of the original ERP price. Yes. And we see the technology direction going there as we talked about Microsoft Power Automate, for example. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, uh, that's, that's great to hear. Your approach is uh, more a consultative approach. So you educate the mm -hmm. customer and you learn together what is the best individual solution for the producer yes. and when we speak about producers and and you know Mittelstand is uh, yeah mainly producers if not all of them um, I mean the famous German Mittelstand uh, what are your use cases can you please uh, give use cases from your clients uh, what were the yeah, highlights maybe well I mean I cannot talk about too many things here, but 10% uh, of efficiency is what you always get, for example. Uh, uh, normally you get more just by implementing the idea of a transparent factory. Um, you will be able to have another or a more modern view on your processes right away after going transparent. And this kind of, pushes you forward that's a weird situation uh, before you do that you you might be having a situation that you you want to improve your processes and you have to really push into it let's do something let's and, and everybody just says well not again we've been doing that so many times and it's not always for the better after going transparent, people feel right away, and hey, we can do better. And then they run into your door. Uh, that's a weird situation. And that's hard to explain. Also, if you're asking for use cases, how do you explain a use case like that? You need to believe in it, you know? That, that's, but this is what truly happens if you go for a transparent factory. You will have so many options to improve. You will, have, you will see so many options to improve your routines and standards that it will just go from that spot. But, well, I mean, how do you present that as a use case? I, I mean, I've been doing that with several smaller or bigger factories and it, the outcome is always the same, at least 10% efficiency, mostly more, but, um, People need some time to, and that's why I also said training is so important, to get into the idea, to understand, oh, yes, that's, there's truly something in it for us. We have these problems. I mean, for example, if you tag your material, you will never search again using ultra-wideband solutions or something to localize your bins, for example. You will never be searching again. And how many people do search every day? We know that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you say, and this is tangible and this is provable by data 
that at mm -hmm. least 10% increase in efficiency. Yes. That's, that's I think, uh, <laughs> quite important, mm -hmm. given the fact that 10% is huge uh, when it comes to efficiency increase. But you also said uh, implementing the idea of transferring factory gives people perspective. And when the people have the perspective, they can step back and see more and more opportunities to improve. Yes. Yeah, that's my yes. understanding. And yes. And, and as I said, that's a, I mean, if you're, as a, before I um, started as a freelancer, I was also doing that for, for companies as an in house consultant. So I've also been able to, to stick with these kind of projects for years. And that's really a weird situation. Uh, you know, my, myself, I've been starting with lean and, and uh, all kind of operational excellence activities and all that, and then going more and more into these smart factory activities. Um, before experience, experiencing that myself, I would not have seen that coming, people running into my door because they see we need to do more by themselves. And that's, that's the interesting thing. People see the opportunities for improvement more on the spot, more on the workplace, and it's a lot easier for them to come up with ideas. And, and that's also an important part. They also find their role in a smart factory then. Yeah, that's, uh, that's as, as, as you said in the beginning, digital transformation is not an IT project. It's a big change management project and starts with people then follows with processes and then at the end the technology and that's a great example you said people find a role so it's very important when they feel and they see that they are doing meaningful jobs then they come to you and say let's do Absolutely. more because they are more motivated they are more productive and so on yes I, and i've seen situations where like i mean that single situation i want to point out was with a bigger company but where a person who's normally running a machine then is presenting the new digital maintenance plan to the vice president operations using simple measures. In this case, it was MS Forms. Yeah? yeah. And showing this plan, and I mean, the vice president was uh, surprised and he liked it a lot, but uh, the, the best thing was. Uh, the, the person afterwards said, yeah, it took me 15 minutes. <laughs> and everybody kind of fell off their chairs. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty cool. <laughs> exactly. That's what digitalization is for, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, exactly as we talked in the beginning. But uh, Stefan, uh, thank you so much. But I have one more uh, question, which is, uh, what's your top suggestion for Mitterstand owners, managers, that they would like to start with Smart Factory? Mm -hmm. um, I think I want to say three things here. First thing is on infrastructure, go cloud, go software as a service, go low code. You mentioned that in between. Huh? I, I, that makes it easier. And if you want to have a vision for that, go paperless and zero Excel. <laughs> That will help as a vision. It, it's working, believe me. <laughs> so, um, go with the idea of a transparent factory. Don't think about automation. Think about transparency. Think about 
being able to compare current and planned performance. I think that's the, the most two important points. And then third, improve your knowledge on, on um, actual technologies and their capabilities, such as narrowband IoTs, such as low power vans uh, for free flying sensors. And if you do something, stick to industry standards. Don't let your supplier tell you to do it in their way. Go for standards such as MQTT, such as OPC UA, uh, and things like that. Yeah, that's that's I believe also very important. Uh, that's very important. Thank you, thank you, Stefan, for the inputs. Thank you for this uh, vision. And um, I am not surprised, but uh, maybe the audience is surprised. How did you just uh, combine the low code? Uh, digital transformation in a smart factory and uh, I it's very at least for me satisfying that other people uh, like yours other experts like you think uh, even though you do exact uh, totally different uh, stuff what we do but we, we think in the same direction and that also made me happy so I just wanted to add on that how people can find you uh, Stefan? Uh, they will find me on uh, digital-liberation.com or with my name, Stefan Wolf, on, on uh, LinkedIn and other things. Um, for German speakers, it will be digitale-befreiung.de. Um, that's, I mean, I'm working mainly in Germany. Uh, so there you will find all the current activities, current articles, uh, um, and other like videos and, and things like that under the uh, Actualis section. Yes, uh, we will put the links in the description as well as a QR code on the video so that our audience can reach to it. But uh, thank you, Stefan. Thank you so much for your time, for your inputs. It was a pleasure to talking to you. Thank you, John. My pleasure as well. Ciao.